0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Legalish Podcast with your hosts, Bianca and James, two dope lawyers from Boston bringing you the real on a weekly basis. On today's episode, episode 39, Roe, you in danger, girl. Georgia's not looking so peachy now that the state has banned abortions. In her quest to become Kim Kardashian attorney at law, the reality star is getting some undue credit for justice being served. And apparently Clarence Thomas was right. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Legal Podcast.
0: Yep, we're at episode 39.
1: Yep. So we've taken a couple of weeks off. Um, had a slow news cycle a little bit. But we've got some got some fire for you guys.
0: Yeah, yeah, things got a little a little weird only because they got a little slow, which has not happened in a long time. But yeah you know how it goes. We uh, talk about stuff that's current in the news, and sometimes there's nothing really worth talking about.
1: All right. But well, we're back. Yes. but what have you been up to the last couple weeks that we've been off?
0: Uh, Let's see. I finally got to see Endgame.
1: Good. And what are your thoughts?
0: It was good. I liked it. Huh. Yeah. And you're okay with
1: what happens to Thanos?
0: Yeah, I mean, who knows if it's, you know, how things will play out in the future. Yeah. Because, you know, the way things work in comics superhero world is that nothing is ever permanent it seems so There can anyone with a creative enough mind can figure out a way for something that you thought was going to be the case to turn out to not be the case
1: yeah I guess so are you the one that I was talking to about um, Robert Downey Jr. probably or possibly playing another person like later on like down the line
0: um yeah i think so talked about i think we were talking about the rumor that he might be king the con yes
1: i was trying to figure out who i was having this conversation with and everybody kept asking they're like i've never heard this i have no idea what you're talking about
0: yeah we talked about that all right yeah but it turned out that didn't actually happen and maybe maybe not will happen who knows okay Yep, so that's pretty much it. I put my shop, my shop, put my car in the shop today um, for some warranty repairs and got a loaner. And every time I get a loaner, it makes me grateful for the car that I do have because I do not understand how people drive small cars.
1: Um, I drive a small car, I drive a two-door car. Like, I yes, prefer. And
0: I do not understand how people drive small cars
1: i just like a coupe um i've always liked sporty coupes. i do not like big cars at all like chris just got a a newer car like i mean he's always had four-door cars but his car i just moved it from one spot to the other and i was like yeah no i can't do this this is just too big <laughs> i'm used uh, to my
0: two-door cars i cannot deal with the little cars i love them Mm -hmm. i've always had something big though so i mean other than when i had even the the honda i had before because it was an accord so it still wasn't like little
1: yeah
0: but to each their own yeah what have you been up to
1: nothing much um what are we may i mean mother's day was sunday which admittedly i always forget about mother's day um Oh, correction, I always forget about American Mother's Day, because we also have Haitian Mother's Day, and that's the last Sunday of May. Similarly, there's um, a Haitian Father's Day, and that's the last Sunday of June. So I always forget about the American versions of these things. I don't know why, but I always do. But Sunday was Mother's Day. I didn't really do much. I was home. Um, I'll probably make it up to my mom for Haitian Mother's Day. I still love her, though. <laughs>
0: Well, that was nice.
1: Yeah, but other than that, I didn't really do much. Um, I started, we, my mom and I, like, we've been gardening ever since, like, summer 2015. And we, you know, we have a hashtag on Instagram. um, It's Bianca and Nadia's garden. And so we started this iteration of it for this year's garden. But it's just so cold in Massachusetts. Like, it's, the weather has been horrible. Like, it's just been
0: it rain snowed yesterday
1: i know like it's snow i'm like dude it's may like it's almost summer like why like it's almost the unofficial start of summer why is it actually snowing in massachusetts in may it's ridiculous um so we planted some stuff a lot of the stuff that we planted are okay for colder weather like you know carrots and spinach but um and like garlic but i'm a little concerned about the tomatoes that we planted that we transplanted over the weekend so you know prayers up our garden please
0: <laughs> you better get some heat lamps out there or, or something.
1: something cause this is just insane like it's just like it's 40 something I think it's 40 degrees right now it's 42 degrees right
0: now yeah and yeah. I think tomorrow is supposed to be colder and yeah. then it's supposed to go back to you know normal ish
1: yeah, it's ridiculous. And, like, as I listen to these planes flying up above me, it makes me want to, like, hop on a plane and go somewhere warm. Like, go to the Caribbean because I can't do. Like, this is too much.
0: <laughs> but other than I just, that. I just want to cut the grass.
1: Yeah, I just want to leave. I want to cut the grass.
0: But I just want to cut the grass. It's so tall because, okay, first, the thing is I forgot to put the lawnmower in the basement over the winter. Just literally forgot to do it. And so it sat under snow, so the lawnmower's dead. I gotta buy a new one. And the problem is, it'll rain, and then you can't cut wet grass. So I gotta wait for it to dry out, and so it'll be like, it'll rain, it'll be like 50-something, and then it will finally get up to like 65, 70 and sunny, and then as soon as it will dry out, it will rain again. And that's what we've been dealing with for the past three weeks.
1: So it sounds like you have Goldilocks syndrome or like what you're describing is kind of like my dilemma where like sometimes I will, you know, fix a bowl of cereal and then I add milk and then I have too much milk left over. And then I got to add more cereal and then I got to add more milk. And it's like the cycle continues. It's like you're in that cycle waiting for the perfect time to cut some grass.
0: Yeah. And it stinks because, well, the problem is you can't cut wet grass because yeah. the dulls the blade. And so I got to wait for it to dry out. And as soon as it does, it starts raining. I'm like, oh, OK, I guess I'll, I'll go cut the grass tonight. And that afternoon, it starts raining again. Yeah. And it's like, seriously? Yeah. But the result is now I have grass that's like almost up to my knees in the backyard. So this is going to be fun when it's time to actually cut it. So send the boy out there with like a hacksaw and call it a day. Just send them out with a sickle.
1: Yeah, or something. You know what I mean? Like
0: that will not end badly
1: (laughs) at all. Yeah. What's the worst that could happen?
0: Oh God.
1: (sighs) But we've got some news to share today. I mean, we've got we've had a decent news cycle legal wise. There's been a lot of um, you know interesting, crazy things happening in the news lately. Um, yes, a lot indeed. of Kardashians out here just doing the most with the least like I don't know I mean I don't know if you want to share this story or if you want me to
0: yeah sure so this is a, a two-parter I guess but one part of it is just not a um a big deal it's just so if anyone isn't familiar I think did we talk about this on our last show or maybe the one before it um episode 38 or 37 maybe about kim Um, like going to law school or rather
1: trying to be an attorney
0: yeah yeah we
1: we talked about that a couple episodes ago
0: yeah so she has this thing where she's going to be a lawyer without going to law school and it's a thing you can do in california and washington and a couple other states where um you know if you fulfill certain requirements do an internship you get to Take the bar exam, and you never had to have gone to law school. And she commented like last week or the week before about, oh my goodness, how difficult it is being a law student, as if no one else in the world.
1: We never knew.
0: Right. And she's, and she tries to make it seem like she's like really, really hitting the books and it's just as difficult as being in law school. But it's like, well, no, because you're not like you're not sitting in a room with a hundred other people and trying to deal with the gunners and trying to deal with, you know, whether or not you're gonna get called that week and how prepared you are and balancing that with studying because you have like three other classes. So no, she doesn't have the law school experience. It's kinda like it's like taking in an online course on Coursera. And then being like, whoo, this is really tough. I understand exactly what you guys are talking about. It's like, no, no, you really don't.
1: I mean, don't sleep on online courses, though, because some online courses are, like, really hard.
0: No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, like, there's a difference between learning things at your leisure and non-traditional ways Mm -hmm. and having to spend, you know, six... Seven hours a day sitting in a classroom studying after that, before that, and everything else, where your entire life is devoted to just that thing, and that's a big difference, yeah. That and I can't go to parties anymore like I used to, it's so hard,
1: right? That, and then also, you know, like she doesn't have to worry about most law students who you know don't have money and got to figure out how they're gonna, you know, eat lunch and dinner for three years with no money because you can't work when you're in law school I mean like if you go to an ABA accredited school you're not supposed to work more than 20 hours a week but you really don't even have the time to um if you're really doing what you're supposed to be doing learning like you're not gonna have 20 hours a week to you know work so like you're you're poor you're stressed out um this isn't really Kim's life like she has you know she has help she's rich she's you know she has three kids and a fourth on the way like whatever
0: yeah yeah so that was like story number one and story number two is the one that actually matters because she's been getting headlines for helping secure the release of certain prisoners um you know but like people who are wrongly convicted or maybe they were convicted of like a just ridiculous amount of time for nonviolent drug offenses, you know, like, like 65 years for having just a little bit too much Coke in their possession or something. Um, and so it's like, wow, I guess this is what this whole law thing was about. Maybe she's like really serious about this and she's like, just, you know, really there on the front lines, trying to help people and pitching in where she can. And it turns out that all she did was write a check and just sort of stand there when it was time to take pictures. But in reality, there were two black women who have been traveling around the country for the past uh, year or so that she's been financing their campaigns to go and argue all these cases in courtroom after courtroom all around the country to do the work to actually get these people released. So. Of course money is important and what she did matters but the way that she allowed credit to be given to her not even that she sought it out because maybe she did maybe she didn't but when you see that your name is getting in the front as you know headlines of you know being responsible for securing the release of certain people and all you did was write a check to someone who actually was doing the work that's the point where if you're an ally if you're actually doing things for the right reasons you say whoa whoa whoa, hold on a second like i appreciate this and i appreciate the the accolades but all i did was write a check you need to look to these two women because they're the ones who are doing all this work you need to talk to them because they can tell you all the details and everything i'm going to step back now
1: all right yeah well i mean i'm i'm not ruling out Kim Kardashian attorney at law. I think that she still has, you know, the potential to do some good work. I think that her celebrity and, you know, she's trying to use it for good. You know, she's really, I think she really is trying. This isn't something that, you know, she just woke up and said, gee, I think I'll be a lawyer. Like she's been talking about this for like years, if not decades. She's always kind of thought about following in her dad's footsteps. So at least she's actually, Putting in the work and trying to commit to it. I mean, you know, notwithstanding her new criminal justice show, which again, like I think that, you know, she continues to use her platform for good and highlights, you know, inequality in, in the system and tries to do something about it. I think that'll be great. Um, I think. I agree, you know, I agree with you. I think that she should be highlighting the women that are actually doing the work, the attorneys that are actually out here arguing these cases and motions in front of the judges and not just being like, yeah, I'm just sitting here looking pretty and writing a check and this is all me. But, you know, we'll see. But at at the same time, I mean, it's not the first time that like white people have been profiting off of the work of black women.
0: That's pretty much the only reason that entire family is famous. Like it's it's their that's their whole pattern of finding a way to make themselves rich and famous off of black people or black culture.
1: I mean, to be fair, they're rich and famous over her horrible
0: sex tape with Ray J. Which uh, and what's Ray J? He is black. Yes. Okay.
1: (laughs) I guess so. But yeah, I I feel you because, you know, a lot of um, a lot of characteristics that they have are, you know, constantly shunned and frowned upon coming from black women, Um, you know, like black women with, you know, big titties and asses or like, you know, like freaks of nature and whatever. Even still, like people kind of look down on black women that have those features. But all these white women, it's okay. Like, they're they're half Armenian, so they're exotic. That's fine, you know? Like, when Kim first came out, she looked hella-Armenian. And over time, she kind of, like, toned down her Armenian features so that she looked a little bit more white. So, she's, so, you know, if you don't know that she's Armenian or half-Armenian, you look at her and you're just like, okay, she's just this white girl with black girl features. Um, you know, I think the only one, the only sisters that aren't really like that are... Um, courtney and kendall but all the other ones like have like the big lips and the big asses and like all this other crap but then you know when it comes to sticking up for black women issues and things like that and really being an ally it's like crickets like y'all don't want have anything to do with it but then y'all will be you know quick to you know steal our culture and our body types and put it on y'all and make it acceptable
0: and that's the kardashians in a nutshell and she rolled the backs of these two women right into a multi-million dollar deal for her to have a tv show
1: well i hope that you know they get a check or something i hope they get a cut because they're out here doing the work probably not well they should be
0: well but that's that for now yeah and in other news what do we got? Apple? Oh yeah, we got Apple. So um, let's see, this is a antitrust issue. And that in and of itself makes it super complex. So we're not going to go wild in going into minutiae and in the detail because it's one of those things where it would take a lot of explaining to explain everything so that it's easily digestible for someone who doesn't understand a lot about antitrust. It's not like First Amendment free speech where everyone knows something about it. But the basic idea is, you know, we have antitrust, which means that when it benefits the public good for certain businesses to not get too big and too controlling, the government can step in and say, hey, we need to break you up or you need to have fines or you need to help with these other companies that you are putting out of business because you are anti-competitive in the way that you run your business you're kind of a cheat and a swindler and uh or at least the way you do business makes things end up that way so we need you to stop doing that and um ironically apple the reason that apple came back which is The same time that they brought Steve Jobs back into the company um, was they got a huge infusion of cash in the form of a loan from Microsoft, uh, which Microsoft had to do as part of its penalty from the government for being, you know, found guilty of uh, the antitrust claims against it for forcing uh, Internet Explorer as a default browser on every Windows machine, regardless of who sold it um and then making it you know a step further to get any kind of different browser on the system and so they had to give microsoft give apple a loan and that loan sort of brought apple back from the dead and in a twist of events apple is now being accused of antitrust action for its app store by uh several customers but it's kind of a class action type of thing but there are a few named customers from the app store who essentially allege that because of the way that Apple requires the people, uh, the developers, selling their apps to the App Store to give Apple a 30% cut of everything it's made, that Apple is unnecessarily and monopolistically um, forcing the prices of applications up by 30% and passing this cost on to the consumer. So artificially inflating prices... Um, so the, the consumer suffers by having to pay 30% more than they otherwise would have, because their theory is that, um, app developers increase their prices by that margin so that they don't end up, uh, paying Apple anything and they don't lose any profits as a result. So, you know, if my app is going to be, um, $10 and I know that Apple's going to take $3 of it then I'm going to now make my app $14 so that that way I can recoup the money and I'll still make my $10 in the end. And they went through district court. They went through the appeals court, um, which affirmed the district court's decision that they did not have standing to bring this lawsuit because the the way the court viewed it was that the consumer, well, basically they said that Apple was not a seller. They said that, Apple was sort of the middleman and they did not set the prices. So therefore the beef that they have was with the developers and the developers don't hold a monopoly on anything. And this, this went up to the Supreme court and the Supreme court, on uh, Monday. So yesterday, uh, sent down a ruling saying that the lawsuit can actually proceed. They overruled the findings of the appeals court and said that no, Apple is the seller in this case, and they didn't make any comment about the merits about you know whether there's actual antitrust, if this thirty percent markup is uh, monopolistic, if the App Store is monopolistic in and of itself, because it's not possible to get apps on your iPhone or iPad unless you get them from the App Store and nowhere else. Um, but what they did say was that they that Apple is a seller in the sense of the antitrust statutes regulations and so therefore the lawsuit can move forward now who knows what's actually going to happen though You
1: know, um you know it remains to be seen i kind of agree that you know apple's not really a seller they they are the middleman like we're just putting the apps on their platform but i mean, i can see both sides but we'll we'll see what happens
0: Yeah, this was a weird decision because... Well, it's weird for a couple of reasons for me. Number one, um, this was the liberal justice decision, and Kavanaugh joined in on it. Yeah. Which is just strange, I guess. But what's even stranger is that I actually was more in agreement with the dissent that was delivered by Justice Thomas on behalf of the other three um, conservative justices. Yeah. Because I just personally feel, and again, this is one of those things where it gets a little heady and it's a little complicated to try to explain, so I'm not going to go into it in too much detail, Um, but it was more of a precedent type of thing and a misreading of the case that was being relied upon for the reason why it was being relied upon. And it it seems like the liberal justices and Kavanaugh um, almost read what they wanted from the precedent case of Chicago Brick and didn't actually read it the way it was meant to be read. They sort of pulled apart part out of it and interpret it in a way that was going to get them to the destination that they wanted to get to anyway. Hmm. Well. So, unfortunately, I agree with Clarence Thomas, <laughs> which is yeah, insane. Which is I insane. Oh my God.
1: Happy? Oh my God. I'm going to have to remember episode 39 James agreed with Clarence Thomas
0: and Neil Gorsuch and, uh, the other idiots that are was it Alito and um I don't know Jackass Jenkins whoever the other <laughs> Republicans I don't know
1: y'all are my witness James agreed with something that Clarence Thomas said in the year of our lord 2019
0: well he didn't say it the man's only said yeah. three words in the past 47 years
1: I mean he said something like recently
0: like in the
1: last couple of
0: years he made like some corny ass joke yeah what was it like a month ago or something and everyone looked like really like yeah he really said in three years and the first thing you decide to say it is, is that horny ass <laughs> dad joke yeah like go back to sleep
1: yeah um it's
0: like Uncle Ben
1: yeah I gotta I gotta write this down James agreed with something that Clarence Thomas said oh well to be fair I kind of agreed with something that he said in the um it was a Colorado gay marriage cake case which i can't remember the name of it so
0: um yeah but i know what you're talking about yeah
1: and we talked about it and he said something along the lines of you know like if we're gonna have freedom of speech and expression then it has to protect all and so if we're gonna start um i forget how he said it but the way he said it i kind of agreed with him like for that point only like i don't think that it should be okay Mm -hmm. for people to be like well my religion doesn't you know i'm a baker for all except for you gays because i don't agree with that like i don't think that's right but whatever like how he worded it in the case i agree with so i feel you every now and then you know he says I guess you're gonna
0: be applying a, to clerk form now
1: i will not be no
0: you putting a poster up? i definitely will
1: not be no i'm all set. thanks he wouldn't hire me anyway i'm black
0: <laughs> he'd harass you though
1: that this is true all right, and kind of, sort of along those lines um, of you know, it being the year of our Lord twenty nineteen, Alabama and Georgia on are on some BS. Well, um, I don't know if Alabama is more so because they yeah, passed yeah, because Alabama I think they just postponed. Um, but yeah, Georgia decided that it will begin banning abortions um, once a doctor is able to detect a. Fetal heartbeat in the womb, which is usually around like six weeks before most women even know they're pregnant. At that point, six weeks, you probably missed a period or whatever. But George is like, nope, a heartbeat exists and you can't have an abortion. And if you do, like, this is pretty much murder. (laughs) And it's like, it's 2019. And everyone is um, comparing this to A Handmaid's Tale, which I've never seen, but it's apparently about this. like this is insane that like people think that it's still okay to tell women what to do like women can miscarry at like six weeks women can miscarry beyond six weeks
0: well and the Alabama law is trying to put it in where if there is any kind of evidence that the miscarriage may have been intentional yeah like if you're drinking or smoking right right
1: yeah Which, again, is insane. Like, this is America where women don't have autonomy over their bodies, but we want to claim that we're the best country in the world and we're better than places in the Middle East that don't let women drive. (laughs) Like, we're basically the same. We just have slightly more rights than the women over there have. But we're pretty much the same. Like, this is so barbaric and archaic, like, it's ridiculous. Like, we're literally about to just go back in time and go back to back-alley abortions. Like, the same way... Um, you know, people think that if we overregulate immigration, it's going to stop immigrants from wanting to come here illegally. Like, no, like they're just going to stay here and be in the country illegally the same way women are just going to find a way to have an abortion. Like, it's not like if you make it a crime to have one that it's just not going to happen. Like, this is insane
0: well this whole thing is just to get to the supreme court to try yeah. to overturn roe
1: right and it's going to go to the supreme court like oh, yeah. and and that's the thing that scares me because you know we've got two justices that are very anti-abortion you know like this is like some really dangerous times like y'all want to control women's bodies you don't want them to have abortions you want them to you know raise these babies that you know they don't want to have or you know like didn't want to, whatever. Like they don't want to have the babies. It's you know why part of why they're having the abortions. But then if you force them to have these babies, you then don't want them to take place or you know participate in programs like you know food stamps or WIC or you know like government assistance that's going to help them take care of the babies that they didn't want in the first place, but you force them to have. Well, but, you're
0: thing... but you're pro. No what?
1: But you're pro life though, <laughs> like you're pro-life you don't want the you know you don't want to have the abortion but you want to have the baby but then you don't want to provide means for the woman to take care of the baby that she told you she didn't want and now you're forcing her to take care of this baby that now she needs help to do but then you're going to be like no she can't have you know government assistance and stuff she got to figure it out on her own
0: yeah and this whole thing was all just i mean none of this is surprising to anyone who was following what the alt-right was doing on for Chan back during 2016 and uh, I guess 2015, also leading into it, because they said that their entire plan was to get Trump elected to bring white nationalism into the White House and then to overrun the elections in the midterms uh, as much as they could so that they could, well, of course, pass laws and, and, you know, deal heavy blows to Uh, immigration to try to undo citizenship that had already been granted, things that have already started happening, and to get rid of abortion, not, and this is the thing, I mean, yes, I'm sure that there are plenty of people who just want to do it because they just want to tell a woman what to do, but their rationale had nothing to do with that. Their whole rationale was if we get rid of abortion, more white babies will be born. And we need more white people in the country or we're going to lose majority control and that's it that's all it comes down to that's the only reason they're doing any of this stuff is to and you know as much as they like to yell and scream about you know black women getting abortions and people like to have their conspiracy theories about margaret sanger and the reason planned parenthood exists was for eugenics and to kill all the black people and everything the truth of the matter is the rate of abortion for black and Hispanic women has been cut in half over the past 10 years. And it is statistically speaking, in terms of like the history of what it's been for black teens, it's damn near non-existent at this point. And that means that there's really only one group that's still getting abortions. So therefore by outlawing it, you're not really i mean yes of course it is affecting but you're not really affecting um anyone brown you're only stopping white babies from being aborted therefore they're going to be born and that increases the population and that's what this is all about for them from their perspective
1: yeah it's just really stupid and unfortunate i mean just you know to clarify this isn't slated to go into effect until like sometime in 2020 but hopefully it'll be challenged before then um because this is just absurd and it's insane um you know men are out here making all these rules to impact women's bodies but i promise you if it was the other way around where we were like all right so we are mandating vasectomies um men would you know lose their shit over that and right now a lot of women like um what is her name? I see her face. What is her name? Alyssa Milano is calling for a sex strike because, you know, like, well, if we can't have abortions, then you know, y'all can't have sex. And it's like, why are why do we gotta punish ourselves? Because, you know, some of these men are stupid. And she was like, Well, what happened was I didn't say exactly how long or if at all I'm going to partake in this strike. But y'all go ahead. I'm a advocate for it. Y'all, y'all, y'all could people. do this. I'm not signing up for this, but I, y'all I don't live in Georgia. I don't know <laughs> <shit>. Right. <laughs> but like, I mean having a sex strike isn't going to solve this. And then, you know, lesbian women are like, I bet well we don't need a penis, so y'all do you and we're gonna go over here and have sex that doesn't result in having babies.
0: And guess who also is in favor of this? All of those white nationalist women who are you know people see them as unwitting participants that the the husband's just dragging them along with all this no they are eagerly and happily in support of this because that's going to get them to the goal Mm -hmm. of you know the greater white popular well sustaining white majority in america Mm -hmm. and of course you know growing it to the point where it can get back to you know 75 80 because now they're down to what 63
1: 62 or something
0: and of course the new census is coming out in um in uh september i think it is or august it's going to start do and we that's have the other to do, do we that's have the to other supreme court um decision that everyone's like eagerly waiting for because Supreme Court yeah. decisions are about to start coming out in yep. another couple of weeks. And like rapid fire. And yep. up, yeah. And that's one that's coming out. And that one has to come out um, soon because they actually have to print the book starting in July. Because yeah. there's so many that they have to print. They have to start early so that they can actually get this thing done on time.
1: Like do we have to participate in the census? Like.
0: No, no one has to. But that's the problem. And when we talked about this like five or six shows ago or whatever yeah. is that they're that's the whole thing is they're trying to scare people uh from participating in a census so that that way their districts can receive less funding and lose seats in the house yeah. and that will swing things over to the to the uh, republican side just by by default
1: yeah um we gotta get this man out of office like it's just too much like is someone keeping track of everything he's fucked up since he started and keeping track of like what happened and how we we can reverse everything because ever since this man got elected it's like one bad thing after the other like if it's not immigration it's like abortion rights it's voting rights like it's everything and it's just too much like I'm going to need everybody to vote. Like, if you're not registered to vote, please do, unless you're not a U.S. citizen, then don't. But, um, And if you're not a U.S. citizen and you want to become one, like, holla at me. I will gladly help you. We need all hands on deck. Like, one of my clients, um, she gets sworn in as a citizen on Thursday, and before we go home, I am making sure that she is registered to vote. Like, she actually can't wait to register to vote. And, like, when I first met her, she was very, like, anti-democracy and like, well not anti-democracy, but she was just like I don't think my vote matters, it really doesn't matter. Like um I don't like Hillary and blah 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 and you know, we talked and she's come, you know, to her senses and seen the light and now she's like very active in like the community trying to get people to register to vote and learn about the issues and you know, that really motivated her to become a citizen and she's getting sworn in on Thursday and I cannot wait because then she'll be a citizen and I can register her to vote and I can even, you know, bring her to the polls with me without getting arrested like you can, you know, in Texas right now because they just passed like a law or I don't know if it's a bill or if it's actually a law, but Texas just passed something where if you take more than three people to the polls with you, you can be arrested
0: or some shit. Yeah, Nashville did that also.
1: And people wonder why I don't claim where I'm from because of shit like that. I can't, I can't in good conscience claim Texas anymore. (laughs) like they need to secede from the union but i digress
0: (laughs) so that's all the news that's newsworthy at least in our opinions yeah so now we can go off the record
1: i'm gonna have you go first because you usually i usually go first then i'm gonna have you go okay
0: all right let's see my off the record Uh, for this week is, well, actually, I guess it's a, uh, hmm, I can't decide because there's a show that I enjoy that came back on Netflix, but then again, Endgame still lingers in the background and this is going to be weird, but I'm actually going to go with the show, um, which is something that it's almost like a cult classic. It's a Canadian show. Um, but it, it's on Netflix and it's called Kim's Convenience. And so it's this show about a Korean family that owns a convenience store in Canada. I don't know which province. Um, and so, you know, it's the, the husband and wife and they run the store. The daughter works in there sometimes, but she's a photography student and the son was estranged, but then he stops being estranged after a while. And he works at a car dealership and he has like a checkered criminal past. And he was kind of booted from the family uh, for a while. And it's just, it's a comedy. So it's like a sitcom, you know, 30 minute episode comedy that airs on TV, but then it's actually on Netflix. Um, And it's just like a super funny, silly, goofy show. Um, My daughter likes it also. And it's... She well, I guess probably nobody knows. My daughter's half Korean, um, and so like things like this, you know, she kind of sees her her grandma in it, you know, just sort of like the way things are and the way the, the people behave in the show, and it's just like a fun, silly show that is very easy to binge. They just come one right after the other. They're thirty minutes, well, I guess like twenty seven minutes. Cause there's no commercials and they just go one right after the other and you look up and realize you just watched like eight episodes in a row but it's just like that so that's my thing if anyone's looking for something to binge over the weekend you could in like one day I don't know like, like four or five hours or however long it is I don't know um, you could probably watch like all three seasons of Kim's Convenience and crack up the whole time
1: i feel like you watch the weirdest stuff
0: <laughs> it's actually like a really popular show in canada apparently it's like super popular hmm. um but even here just i mean maybe it's like in the the korean community probably more than anything but mm-hmm. everybody watches it here well, not everybody but you know a lot of people watch it on netflix here
1: hmm Maybe Check I'll it give out. it. Yeah, maybe I'll give it a try. Cause Game of Thrones ends on Sunday, so I'm gonna need something else to binge. So maybe. Yeah. Well, actually, no, cause you told me to watch American Gods, and then like two other people told me to watch that too. So I feel like maybe I should listen to you. But you know, last time I listened to you, I got married, and everything is expensive now. So I don't know.
0: Didn't we discuss this before we got on the call that I do not recall saying that, and also if I did say that, that I do not recall saying that is not what I said.
1: Typical Republican. Like, no, you told me that marriage had all of these perks and wonderful things and, you know, like, tax breaks and whatnot. And I feel like ever since I got married, it's like, oh, hey, y'all got more money. Let me take more of it now. Like, my student loan payments just went up by, like, $500 a month now, which, again, like, to be fair, I can't complain because... Um, I know people that make less than half I make, and their student loan payments are, like, double what I now have to pay. So I really can't complain. But I'm like, I understand now why people will be together for, like, 30 years and never get married. It's not because they don't love each other. It's because they like making money. So, yeah. I
0: don't know. You must have filed the wrong form or something because... I, I, mean,
1: mean, right. <clears throat> I, I mean, we did our taxes together, like we filed jointly. Um, but they told me that they would also take into account like his student loan debt too. And I feel like they didn't, so I'm gonna call him tomorrow and be like, What numbers are you using? Because the way my student loan payments are set up, divorce might be a cheaper option, but <laughs> I love him, so I'm gonna stay married. Um, and I mean, I, I come, I kid, but like, I remember you know, like, back in 2014, like, coming off of, like, homelessness, I remember being down to my literal last $20, and, like, you know how, like, when you go to the grocery store, you can do cash back, and, like, at the time, like, Stop and Shop had their cash back, like, at the bottom, and I, like, just walked away, totally forgot it, went to my car, came back, obviously someone stole my $20, and I went back to my car and just literally cry because i'm like my gas tank is about to be on e i literally don't have any more money i don't want to like ask my parents for money because i was just you know proud and shit and it's just like literally being down to my last 20 dollars and um i remember like i had one car payment left on my car and they were about to like repo my car off of like one last car payment to pay it off in full like i was just you know i went through my savings and went through my retirement, like I literally was down to my last $20. And I'm like, yo, like this can't be life. And then, you know, so I remember what that felt like. So even though now I have so much more, excuse me, so much more in, you know, student loan debt or whatever, at least I can afford to pay that. Like, I'm not gonna, you know, break over having to pay this extra $500, where I remember a time when $20 extra would have like sent me over the edge so i'm very thankful you know like i i still feel blessed it sucks that i gotta pay an extra five hundred dollars a month for my education um i would gladly rather that go towards a house but i'm blessed that i have the ability to pay that and still be able to like live and you know prosper and all that good shit
0: well since you're feeling so blessed and grateful not that blessed i got to oh okay yeah no
1: Uh, there's there's limits to my blessings I ain't got to share them with you. You gave me bad marriage advice. I'm not, I'm not sharing with you. But I guess that'll be my off the record. Just like, don't take marriage advice from James. Um, If he tells you that, you know, marriage is like, financially beneficial for you it's not and i think it's also very antiquated to think that just because you're married that you have access to more money because like the reality is your spouse could make less than you your spouse could be unemployed both of y'all could lose your job so just because you're married doesn't mean that your financial situation is better if anything it could be worse like my husband has student loan debt so now that we're married like our debt combined is a lot so um you know because What's mine is his, and you know, what's mine is mine. <laughs> so like um but like definitely, you know, make sure that you are aware of these things like marriage is all fun and games until you know fed loans is like, oh you all got how much money we gonna bump this shit up like an extra thousand dollars a month now. so just you know, be aware of those little things um it's still worth it I wouldn't trade it, you know for the world, but I kind of wish that I didn't really listen to you, and I knew what I was getting myself into.
0: Yeah, I don't know what happened to you because when we got married, we had a come up.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't oh. know. It is what it is, but I guess that's my off-the-record. You know, marriage is marital, whatever the opposite of bliss is. <laughs> oh. At least, at least, like for my student loans, everything else is good, but my student loans is like, why did I get married again? I gotta holler at tyler perry
0: you gotta find you some dependents
1: i do i need children but then it's like can i afford them because i feel because well, i hear that once you have kids and get a house then marriage is worth it
0: i'm sure that you know somebody who has more kids and they are able to claim on their taxes and they wouldn't mind taking a little cash I mean, in exchange for a child
1: um is that human trafficking
0: well you don't have to actually take the child
1: this is true You can borrow them.
0: Yeah, you can borrow them and and the money you pay is rent for the child to live in the person's home.
1: So if any of y'all have a child you want to loan me, (laughs) I will take good care of them. I will feed them. I have, you know, Disney movies for them to watch. I got stuffed animals if they even want to still play with them. Um, I take really good care of children and then I promptly give them back when I don't want them anymore.
0: When their social security number is all used up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah. But that is my off the record, I guess. For the week.
0: Alright. Well, I think that will do it for us then.
1: Yeah. Thanks for listening as
0: always. Yep. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. And
1: please keep the reviews. Well, not the reviews, but the rating. Well, ratings and reviews coming. I know we've gotten a couple more ratings definitely keep the ratings and reviews coming please keep you know sharing us with your friends and family and your network we're trying to grow some more so we can keep talking legal shit to you guys and in the meantime in between time you can catch me on instagram i am at brazen lawyer
0: yep and i am boston startup lawyer
1: and we will talk to you next time
0: see ya